0: Hey everybody, I'm James Wilson, and we are here again for another episode of the Life of Wilson podcast, and I have a very special guest, the most amazing person that you need to know, and her name is Carla. Hello, Carla. How are you?
1: Good. How are you, James?
0: I'm doing well. Carla and I, we actually actually went to the same college together And I believe it was, what, 2007, 2008, right around that time?
1: Yes, around that time.
0: Yes, uh, good old Belmont Abbey College. Um, For me, I completely failed and bombed out of college my first year. I didn't know why I was going or what I was supposed to do. And so it's been a really cool uh, thing for me to just for both of us to reconnect. Um, And again, I, I saw some things that you were posting online Uh, And it was just really cool to me, and it was really encouraging and really inspiring. And so if you could just uh, share a little bit about yourself, because today we're going to be talking about the benefits of self-care and boundaries, is because you are, uh, you're like committed, (laughs) you know, with your profession of helping people. So could you just share a little bit about yourself, Carla?
1: Yes, of course. So I am a mental health therapist in Texas. And I am from Texas. I'm from a small town called Brownsville, Texas. And I went to college in North Carolina, so that was a, a completely new world for me. And that's where I met you at Belmont Abbey, but then I ended up transferring schools. And after that, I became a teacher, and I stayed in North Carolina for a year, and then I wanted to move back to Texas, but not to Brownsville. So I looked into the big cities here in Texas, and then I ended up going to Austin, Texas. And I kept on teaching, and I was attending evening classes for grad school. I finished that. I became a school counselor, and then I worked as a mental health therapist at a psychiatric hospital and then at a private practice in the Houston area. And now I own my own private practice, and I specialize in working with teens, couples, individuals who have depression, and individuals who have anxiety. Mm.
0: Yeah, that is uh, that's very special because actually not long ago, I mean, literally about a few weeks ago, um, there was a, a um, the news about a senior pastor. Um, I believe his name is Pastor Jared, where um, mm-hmm. he committed suicide, and he had a wife mm-hmm. and two young boys, and even had a nonprofit organization, you know, to help people fight anxiety and depression and um, suicide. And so, it's um, what you're doing is very important. You know, and it doesn't matter if you're a pastor or a single mom or a teacher or a grandparent. You know, all of us, you know, these resources are very um, important because we need help and life is tough, you know.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about uh, is the benefits of self-care and boundaries. You know, in the culture that we're in now, it seems to Mm -hmm. where, you know, it's run over run over yourself and others to get what you want to be successful and that's just not that's not safe Um, and so with that being said carla what what is self-care
1: yes so self-care is taking care of yourself by doing things that make you feel good and that promote a balance in your life and well-being so it's basically loving yourself Mm. but also thinking about all aspects and areas of your life. A lot of the times we think about self-care and we associate that with getting our nails done or going to get a massage and those things are great. But we also have to think about all the other areas of our life and those are five areas which are physical, emotional, cognitive, social, and spiritual. So we need to make sure that we are targeting all those areas and being proactive about doing self-care things for each of those areas just so that we can have a more balanced life. Because like you said, yes, life is is hard, and so we need to really be proactive about what we do.
0: Mm, That's so good. And I I think that's the thing too is, you know, with the likes that people get on on social media, you know, it could tend to make you think less of your self-worth um, because of the less engagement that you're getting, you know, like you post Mm -hmm. a picture and you get two likes, you're like, Oh man, nobody likes me. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's like that we can't do that. You know what I mean? Um, and so, like you said, I I think that's so good to just, you know, it's not about the nails done, but it's about like loving ourselves and not Mm -hmm. looking for somebody else on what they're doing to validate us like we have to love ourselves that's so good Um, and so with that um, comes boundaries and uh we're more connected than ever before so Mm -hmm. carla what what are boundaries
1: um so yes boundaries and self-care go together because in order for us to have good self-care we need to set clear boundaries So that means setting limits and being able to say no and doing so in an assertive way. So communicating, being respectful and in a polite manner, but still saying no to the things that you know are not going going to benefit you. And um, just communicating clearly and respecting others, because if we do that, we're also respecting ourselves.
0: Mm. Yeah, boundaries, it seems... uh... I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, it seems it's hard for me sometimes to create boundaries because sometimes it's like you're going to let somebody down. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like, man, they can't get to me. Oh, no, I need to be available. Um, you know, well, if I just help them, then maybe, you know, or whatever the case is, while well, we're hanging on by a thread. But I guess what mm-hmm. I'm hearing you saying is, is boundaries is like it's a priority. You know, it's not like a, well, you for should. Sure, yeah. It seems to me mm-hmm. what you're saying is like, you need this, <laughs> right? Correct,
1: yes. Yes, it reminds me of what people say on airplanes, you know? If there's an emergency, put your mask on first before you try to help someone else.
0: Mm. That's right. Well, I, I think, because I, that's one thing I wanted to talk about too, is um, why do so many people neglect caring for themselves? You know, it it mm-hmm. just seems that... I don't know. It It's just, like you said, it's, I mean, even the, the flight attendants have to tell people for a reason. But it just seems that if we don't take care of it, then it'll take care of itself, right? If we <laughs> keep avoiding it, we'll be okay. But why do so many people yeah. neglect caring for themselves?
1: I think because we're just so busy. I think life nowadays, we are constantly... Working on something, either uh, work or school or family. And is that that constant go, go, go. So we really don't, don't think about self care and boundaries. So I think, yes, we are busy and we're not prioritizing. Yeah. And that can come with a price because if we neglect ourselves, we're also neglecting other people. So by taking the time to Do some self-care things like meditating or praying. We're actually helping people around us because we'll be more calm and just in a better mood to be able to deal with the stresses of life.
0: Mm, That's so good. That's right. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, So how about this? Because, you know, those are some costs. So what are some other costs of neglecting self-care? You know, I mean it seems like it's going to cost our own self something, but, you know, our mm-hmm. relationships, our kids, our job, what are some costs of neglecting our self-care?
1: Yes. So I think if we're not at peace, we are just on, like, on itch. So we are going to react to our spouse or react to our kids. Even if you go to the grocery store and you have someone being rude to you, if you take the time to apply self-care, you are going to be able to let it go as opposed to getting hooked on it and responding in a negative way. So I feel like it's just, it brings you peace to apply self-care into your life. Mm. And in a way, you're nicer to others.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of how many stories I've heard to where someone has done something and has gotten arrested, and it was a split-second decision to where they're tired, you know, they're frustrated, they're, quote, not themselves, and mm-hmm. next thing you know they just went off you know right. and they don't remember <laughs> you know they don't remember why but again as you said if you point down to it it's you're not taking care of yourself because of your reaction being differently versus somebody gave you a fender bender you jump out the car yelling and screaming you know and and, and then mm-hmm. you go or you go home you're screaming at your spouse you know because of the day and I actually wrote a um a blog about that not too long ago um well mm-hmm. it was about a couple of years ago i called it don't blow up on your spouse but i was not taking care of myself and i had a terrible day at work i got home and allison just i don't even remember what she said she just said something and i just mm. blew up i don't know why i just i let it off <laughs> and, yeah. and she put me in my place She said uh james i don't know what happened at work that has nothing to do with me and i didn't even mm. It was until after I blew up that I recognized, oh my gosh, I, I'm not taking care of myself. You know what I mean? So what you're saying is spot on, because uh, unfortunately, I, I experienced that as well. Um, so, so with somebody, so let's say, you know, we're busy again, but how can someone just start self-caring today instead of putting it off? You know, oh, I got kids, oh, I have this and that, but just mm-hmm. how can someone just start
1: Yes. So I think it's important to be patient with ourselves and to start with small steps. So basically, do I've heard this quote before that says, uh, do something that your future self will thank you for. So think about that. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm not doing anything right now. I'm so busy. I'm going to start working out for an hour a day and go vegan and <laughs> meditate for 30 minutes. Like that's going to be a drastic change. So it's probably going to be really hard to keep up. You might be motivated the first week and go all in, but then week two or three is going to start going back to the same as before. So I think being uh, patient for sure with yourself Mm. and uh, take small steps. If you're not meditating, for example, right now at all, maybe try doing it for two to five minutes Mm. or maybe right now you're getting a massage and that's addressing that physical area of your life. But maybe you're not doing anything for the social part. So maybe try calling your family and scheduling a lunch this Sunday or try scheduling friend time once a month. So definitely adding some things into your life purposefully, but not adding too much onto your plate that you know you won't be able to keep up with. Mm. So focus on one thing, either um, the physical part or the emotional. So something that I uh, tell my clients is that look at those five areas and put percentages next to each. Because by doing that, you realize, you know what? Yes, I am working out and eating a healthy diet, but I'm not doing anything else. For the other areas of your life. So by um, putting percentages next to like the physical area of your life, the emotional, the cognitive, the social, and the spiritual, you're going to realize what area is being neglected at this time, and then you can do something today for that specific area. Mm. So let's say, for example, it's the, the physical that you're not so good at. Maybe you're eating really bad. You're getting Starbucks for breakfast and McDonald's for lunch. Chinese for dinner. So maybe just incorporate one meal, like one home-cooked meal for the day. Maybe just pack your lunch and just starting with small steps.
0: Mm. Yeah, that sounds really good. And again, it it's true, you know, because – <laughs> it goes into the whole culture of, you know, man, I'm going to have self-care. I'm going to do it all. Ah! you know I've mean? <laughs> downloaded yes. every podcast. I'm watching every motivational video. I'm throwing all my right. food out. Like that's like, <laughs> like, don't do that. Like that's exactly what we're telling you not to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's so good though. Oh, thank you for that. It's, it's good to know like, Hey, just start with one thing. Like it's okay. Yeah it's okay. Don't beat yourself up. One mm-hmm. thing. Oh, that's so good. It's good. Just good to hear. You know what I mean? All right. So, yeah. so with that though, um, cause you have to have boundaries, right? So you can do those things, right? Because you're going, man, I need to, you know, spend time doing this, but now I'm not going to be able to spend time with my, with my kids or, oh, I can't, you know, I'm not going to be able to spend, get, spend time with my spouse or, you know what I mean? Like you, you start to try to make excuses with the time to to put those, to establish that self-care. Um, you start mm-hmm. to make excuses that you don't have the time because if you take care of yourself, then you're not taking care of other people, right? So, right. So with that, how does one create boundaries when we're all so busy? How, how do we mm-hmm. do that? Because it's such a great excuse. Oh, I got a lot going on. Oh, you know, always busy. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh, man, I could use <laughs> right. more sleep. Yeah, it's like, okay, so you're busy. We're all busy, but like, how can we create boundaries instead of using the typical excuse, we're busy?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we do that by prioritizing. That's the first step. So we need to make a list, set priorities, and really put our self care uh, at the top of the list. And then with that, we are going to work on being assertive. So sometimes people confuse being assertive with being aggressive. So it doesn't mean you're going to say, oh, no, I cannot talk to you. I need to go home and meditate. It just means communicating, talking about it, say, I really appreciate that you're coming to me, but let's schedule a time tomorrow so we can talk. I have to go home right now. So it just means saying what you have to say, but in a respectful way and not apologizing for it. It doesn't mean being rude, but it just means Don't feel shame or guilt after you decide to go home and meditate as opposed to talking to this friend. So don't apologize for it. And then um, you also need to communicate all of this with people who support you. That way they can hold you accountable and it's going to be easier um, for you to set the boundaries if you know people around you are supporting you and they know that you have a morning routine or a meditation routine or an evening routine. Mm.
0: That's so good. I love what you said about there's a difference between being aggressive and assertive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's <laughs> so good. Because, you know, just that alone will help so many people because they because they think of it as being aggressive, or they just try to take it as aggressive and not right. help like communicate in a healthy way of, hey, I need for you to know that this is important to me. And so mm-hmm. I, I need to do this. I'll get with you. Yeah. Just not right now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right. And then something that I tell my clients is that an easy way to start being assertive is by using I statements. Mm. So that is saying I, what you're feeling and why you feel that way. I feel like we just get used to communicating with you statements. For example, you're always bothering me. Mm. You're always talking to me when I have to go go to work. Mm -hmm. And as soon as people hear you, their walls come up. They are feeling attacked and they're not gonna listen. Mm. But by using I statements, for example, I feel excited that you're coming to tell me these things, but I really need to go to work right now. It leaves them more open to them hearing you out, or they're more likely to hear you out as opposed to feel attacked.
0: That's right, that's so good. And and I mean, and yeah, and when you feel attacked, your ears are closed.
1: <laughs> yeah for
2: sure
0: yeah your heart uh, the blood is pumping and your ears are closed and you ready to win <laughs> you're trying to win you don't you're like no, right. I'm, yeah so that's so good because again the whole point of this isn't to knock people all smack people around and tell them you're taking care mm-hmm. of yourself but it's to right. just be able to communicate clearly so that they know that you're putting your health and your sanity your spiritual life your <laughs> emotional life like everything is a priority so that they can better help you Right. And
1: people are going to notice that. Mm -hmm. Yes. At the beginning, they might be like, oh, maybe you're not spending enough time with me. For example, your spouse can say that. Well, you're spending 20 minutes praying. What about spending those 20 minutes with me? So they might um, challenge you at the beginning. But later, once you see that, once they see that you're in a better mood or more loving, they're really going to ask you, hey, what's going on? Or I see you acting differently. So how can I be that way? And they're going to start asking you, hey, what self-care routine do you have? Or what are you doing to take care of yourself so that you are calm and at peace?
0: Mm. That's good. So how about this one? Because, you know, we hit on that with with the home life. But we do know that sometimes in our workplace, you have different types of coworkers I'm definitely more talkative, but, you know, I do like to get my work done. Uh, but, you know, you have people that um, like to talk, some people that like to just work. So what are some maybe some practical ways someone can uh, be assertive in communicating their boundaries, uh, you know, just maybe even at work?
1: hmm. Yes. Um, so I think communicating clearly and setting the priorities. Sometimes we have uh, coworkers coming into our office and wanting to chit chat about their weekend, let's say on Monday.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So maybe spending and in, having in your head, the time that you're going to spend with them
2: mm-hmm. and
1: kind of like setting a timer without them seeing. So let's think um, five minutes, maybe you're going to spend five to 10 minutes with them and just catching up, um, talking about what they did over the weekend. So setting a timer without them seeing you. And then once that time is up, then respectfully saying, I appreciate you. Wanting to share your weekend with me, I have to get back to work right now. I'll catch up with you later during lunchtime. Hmm. So communicating that and still being respectful. And if that's um, a priority for you, working on that social aspect of your life, then spending that 10, 15 minutes with them, which is being open about communicating. I feel like people get scared about communicating sometimes. Hmm. They think a lot about what the other person might think about them so, for example, they worry, oh, what if I say I don't want to talk to them right now? Are they going to think I'm a, a disrespectful person? Are they going to come and talk about me behind my back? So we have a lot of self-talk and we just uh, get overwhelmed. But just by communicating and putting it out there in a respectful way, it's just going, it's just going to make things easier.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I, I was thinking i mean it, it's almost like but you know i mean boundaries literally is like the fence and then the self-care is the core you know if you're f- afraid to speak up to your coworker and you don't set the boundary like you don't have the fence up in a sense you know not saying you don't want to talk to them, but like you said hey i appreciate you telling me you know i really need to get back to work like if you don't do that there's no fence mm-hmm. right they walk right on in into the core and you can't take care of yourself Either you know you're supposed to be getting your work done, right? Or you know that mm-hmm. you're supposed to be doing something else that was important, but that you haven't set that boundary. So that's so good, Carlin, what you're saying. It's okay to mm-hmm. be assertive, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. they will respect that and they should. And if they don't, then you still put up a boundary. Say, hey, listen, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's yes. so good. That's good. Well, hey, um, so uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, because again, in in our culture, I mean, a lot of people don't have boundaries and they're not taking care of themselves. And so now Mm -hmm. you're talking about stress. I mean, and Mm -hmm. we know that stress can affect our health, uh, I mean, our relationships. I mean, it it can tear us down. Stress can literally kill you. And so with that, Carla, just what are some typical symptoms um, of stress that we should be aware of? Mm
1: -hmm. Um, The simple one is to pay attention to your body. And this is an easy one and a hard one. So it's an easy one because it's easy to notice, okay, my hands are getting sweaty. I'm feeling stressed out. Or my cheeks are getting uh, warm and red. I need to do something. Or I feel my neck tensing up. So it's easy in the sense that we have automatic feedback in a sense. Mm. But it's also hard because we're so busy. And we learn not to pay attention to our body. So a lot of the times we wait until we're about to explode Mm -hmm. or we're exploding as we're noticing, oh my gosh, like I'm so angry. I'm so stressed out. So I think taking the time to not hold on to things. For example, going back to that example that we were talking about with a coworker, let's say he or she has been talking to you for 20 minutes. And they go on and talking about their weekend and you're thinking, uh, I should be working. I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I not stopping this person? Should I set a boundary? Should I not? Hmm. So you're not helping anyone by staying in the conversation. <laughs> you're not engaged. You're thinking you should be somewhere else. You're getting stressed out. You probably notice your heart beating faster. Your hands getting sweaty. Hmm. Your neck pensing because you're not doing anything about it. So I think noticing those little things and doing something right away. A lot of times we wait until we're we're done, yeah. and then we set the boundary. So it's important to do it at the beginning. If you're a little bit uncomfortable, then set a boundary. Or if you're feeling um, a little tense or a little stressed out, then do something about it, either with a person by setting a boundary or going home and taking care of yourself, maybe taking a bath, going for a walk, just sitting under a tree and relaxing. Mm. So definitely being um, very proactive about noticing stress in our body and doing something about it
0: wow that's so good and you know honestly it's um it's so sad and true for what you said about um we we're we we ignore our body you know our mm-hmm. body god has wired us for our body to tell us hey <laughs> you know these things yes. are happening. <laughs> Um, but unfortunately, no, I'm okay. No, I'm good. You know, let me let me, let right. me ca- caffeine it up and keep moving. And uh, and I can't mm-hmm. tell you, just uh, I mean, I've been in ministry for what just only five or six years, and the amount of people who I've met and some that are just. P- pedal to the metal and are just kind of running themselves in the floor. I mean, you know, work hard, you know, and we'll get into this later, mm-hmm. the whole grind and hustle, you know, fallacy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, that's, I, I hate that. I hate that it's true of uh, we are, a lot of people have gotten used to just ignoring their body. God's wired us to, yeah. for our body to tell us when things are happening, when we're stressed, and yet we push it mm-hmm. aside and try to keep going. Um, Wow, that was just so good what you said. I mean, it just hit me. You know what I mean? Like, I've heard a lot of people, (laughs) oh, my leg, I'm good, I'm good. Hey, have you gone to the doctor? (laughs) No, no, no. It's like, uh, okay. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, with self care, um, Carla, I wanted to ask you, because, you know, I know, you know, with your clients and some things like that, and for for the people listening, uh, but can you, if you wouldn't mind, can you share some things that you do for self care?
1: Mm, Sure. Yes. So um, I'm going to tell you my morning routine, but just know you and everyone who's listening, it has taken me many years to get to this point. (laughs) I did not start doing this. So so my strict morning routine, and I communicate this to my husband, to my mom or my brother when they stay over so that they're not expecting me to be ready to go at six or seven in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I wake up. Um, usually around 7 that's my sweet spot 7 is a good time for me to wake up I was a teacher before as mm-hmm. you heard in a school counselor so I was waking up at 5 in the morning for a few years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so waking yeah, up at good. 7 is, yeah, 7 is a perfect time for me so I wake up I meditate I have a meditation room and this is something that I just made recently so don't feel like you have it to have a meditation room mm-hmm. you can do it on your bed, in your room, anywhere in a corner of your house. Yeah. Um, so I wake up, I go into my meditation room and I meditate. And this is something that I do every single day. If I know I have a client or a speaking engagement or something, uh, let's say that at eight o'clock, and I know I don't have a lot of time, even if it's for seven minutes, I still do it. So yeah. I just change the time for like the length of time I can do it for. Five minutes or I can do it for 20 minutes, which now, is the typical is
0: that, time. Carla, is that like with, a, a you know, a, a track or is that just with some mm-hmm. breathing, thinking through the day, you know, is it different every day? Kind of walk us through maybe one of those things of, you know, what does that look like?
1: Yes. Um, So I started meditating when I was in college, and I've done all types of meditation. I started with guided meditation, and this is something that I tell my clients to do. Because at the beginning, if you're not used to meditating, your mind is going to tell you everything and anything Mm. that you have to do or things to worry about. So it's going to be really hard to just focus on your breathing at the beginning. Mm. But but if you do a guided meditation, like a YouTube video that just says, uh, relax, close your eyes, mm. think about a forest. so if you're listening to someone tell you what to do, it's easier to get into that meditative state. Mm. so it can be a guided meditation from YouTube or an app. it can be just background music, mm-hmm. uh, like nature music, like waves or birds, um the ocean, something like that. It can be a breathing meditation that means you just focus on your breathing so you. Um, inhale and this is with diaphragmatic breathing so you inhale your stomach inflates you exhale you get skinny again because all the air is out so you just do that for five ten minutes it can also be setting an intention Hmm. so here's where people can um, talk to god or set an intention and for example it can be um I'm really struggling with my partner right now. What should I do? And that can be the the intention for the meditation. Mm-hmm. And just being open to listening to what messages you get, either from whatever you believe in, God, the universe, mm-hmm. but just being able to, to focus and listen to whatever messages. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, something people can try.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, but
1: let me go back to the routine. Because yeah. let me tell you, it's a long routine. Yeah,
0: gotcha, gotcha, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... um so I meditate for, let me tell you like the, the routine on a good day. So meditate for 20 minutes. Then I do oil pulling for 20 minutes. Um, if you don't know what that is, you put coconut oil in your mouth and you swish it for 20 minutes and that helps with cavities or whitening teeth. Wow. So I do that. And then as I'm doing that, I address my cognitive uh, area of life. So that means I am trying to learn something. So I'm reading either a business book or a psychology book or counseling book as I am doing the oil pulling. Mm -hmm. Then after that, I go on to brush my teeth and then I drink something, either uh, lemon water or apple cider vinegar or a tea. Mm -hmm. And I continue to read. Sometimes I have time. If I don't have time, then I I start checking um, emails or social media. And then after that, I put on uh, my workout clothes and exercise. All if right. It's, yeah. If it's <laughs> a good day, I exercise for up to an hour. Like yesterday was a really good day. I That's had a, a day, lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good day. Uh, today, it was more like five-minute stretches. Yeah. So it's only like stretching, moving my neck around, moving my body around. I did uh, a few crunches. but. I feel like having the routine is what's going to help you. Maybe the time is going to change, but by setting that routine and being consistent, you're going to really um, help yourself. So, with my routine, I try to address all of those five areas. And then I go on and I um, address the social area. So, I find my husband wherever he is. I smile at him. I tell him good morning. I ask him, How did you, speak, how did you sleep? So, really um, targeting all the different areas so that I get myself ready for the day. And when I have a good morning routine that means i did everything for at least 20 minutes mm. i noticed that i just feel great for the for the day during for the rest of the day and i'm more calm and i am able to not stress about things that would stress me if i didn't do my morning routine if i only did a few minutes for each of the things that i do
0: mm. That is gold, I, and I, honestly, that's one of the things that I love about this conversation. You know, is you're not just talking about it. You know what I mean? You you are living out um, these these boundaries in self-care and self care, and 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 that's mm-hmm. the same for me. You know, we just had a baby girl not too long ago, yes. so I've had my uh, <laughs> I've had a morning routine, and let's just say mm-hmm. it's I now have it to, Okay, I now I wake up at seven ish depending on if I get mm-hmm. sleep or not. Uh, but then, yeah, so I'll get a, a big thing of water cause I'm dehydrated. So I'll gulp that down. I'll go in my garage. I have a spin bike. So I'll spin bike mm. for 30 minutes with i uh, I'll nice. just put music on. Then after that mm-hmm. I'll do my Bible study. I'll do my journal and then I'll do my planner and then like, I'm getting ready for work. But like just mm. those things right there, um, help me out so much. But I, I hear you. I hear you. And for me, it's a little more difficult you know, to try to get all of those in. But a good day, like, so yesterday was a great morning. I was able to get all of that in. I'm like, yes, I've taken on the world. Mm, nice. But, you know, with the <laughs> precious... Newborn and a three-year-old. Like the other day, I did my workout, and as soon as I sat down to open my Bible, my three-year-old's like, ah, like trying to get out of the rooms <laughs> I'm like, ah. you know. So no, I, I get you. There are times where you can't get everything, but you have to keep going, and that's that's what I love. Like I said about what you're saying is, you know, you're living that out. Um, and so, with mm-hmm. that, what what are some boundaries that you've established um, that have really worked for you? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, So some boundaries that I have. Um, specifically for work,
2: Hmm.
1: is that um, I don't respond to calls or emails or texts or anything after 7 p.m. And uh, this is something that I communicate to my clients. Whenever they come to me, I tell them, um, I'll get back with you as soon as I can, but just give me 24 hours. So they know that, and I usually get back to them um, the following day. But definitely not responding to anything after 7 p.m., So something that you can try is, let's say you leave the office at 5. So if you don't have your own business, this is easier. If you leave the office at 5, then you leave the office and you leave work at work. It's a little bit harder when you have your own business, but you can still set clear boundaries. So that's something that I do. Also on Sunday, I don't do anything work-related. I spend time with my family. I go to church. I meditate. I go to the park. I do whatever I feel like doing.
2: <laughs> so this is, so
1: yeah, good. my my day. If I feel like coloring, I color. If I feel like taking a bath, I take a bath. If I feel like staying in bed all day, then that's what I do. Mm. So being able to set those um, those boundaries and communicating that.
2: Yeah.
1: And um, like I told you before, I explain my morning routine to, to people who are staying over at my house. So they're not expecting me to be ready to go early in the morning.
0: That's so yeah. good what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, you're saying when people even when even when it's even when it's your family that comes to yeah. see you and visit, you communicate assertively, not aggressively. You're assertively communicating right. even to your family, here are my boundaries. You can do mm-hmm. whatever you'd like. I will be yeah. doing this and I'll get with you afterwards. Like just Carla, can you just let somebody know that's listening that it's okay to do that? Like it's okay. It's
1: okay. Yes, it's definitely okay for you to do that because if you are loving yourself and taking care of yourself, you're actually loving and taking care of everybody else, especially your loved ones mm. or people around you because you're going to be in a better mood. And also with that, be patient with yourself. Mm. Know that the routine, that I, the morning routine that I have now, is, it has taken me five to seven years to get to this point.
2: Mm.
1: I started meditating on and off, maybe two minutes, 20 minutes. And then exercising on and off, I will do it in the morning, I will do it in the evening, like all over the place. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it just takes time. So be patient with yourself. As long as you're being proactive and doing something, even if it's something small or that you see that it's small, like meditating two minutes, do it. As long as you're um, starting and as long as you're improving and getting better, you're going to be okay.
0: That's right, and I think that's the biggest thing is we're trying to put across in this podcast is self-care does not happen by accident. Boundaries boundaries (laughs) don't create themselves. Like, you have (laughs) to do this. Like, literally, your life depends on it. (laughs) Like, literally, you know, your health, your family... You know, you're finding everything depends on it, but you have to do it and you you are Mm -hmm. empowered to do it. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing and you need to do it. Uh, So with that, I wanted to ask, why is, you know... Gosh, you know, why is hustle and grinding so trendy you know they're you know grind. yeah man i'm working 50 hours in, in a in a day you know like stuff that doesn't even right. make sense you're like what 50 hours in a day like yeah man man you know i'm dude i've been like it's you know and it's hashtag hustle i'm on my hustle i'm on my grind i'm grinding yeah man grind. yeah. hashtag if you're grinding with me are you grinding let's grind together let's it's like whoa whoa hey stop yeah. like whoa you know so mm-hmm. so with that why, why is hustle and grinding so trendy uh, when they directly oppose self-care and boundaries
1: Mhm I think uh they're so trendy and people are just talking about it all over social media because we live in a culture that admires success mm. So knowing that that yes we live in a culture that admires success, we need to define success for us mm. and think is success for me working 20 hours a day 12 hours a day so I think we need to start with that defining success for ourselves is it having a balanced life which I think for me that's always my goal mm. uh, having that balance in my life maybe for you is being able to spend time with your family or being able to make this amount of money so that you have a comfortable life. So the first step will be define success for you and know that people can ask you, hey, how come you're not grinding? Or hey, where's the hustle? And you'll be able to respond, well, success to you might mean that, but for me, it means this. And be able to stay around. So knowing that, define what's important to you and go with that. And don't let anybody tell you or make you feel bad for not hustling or not grinding enough. Just focus on yourself, do you? And if success to you means uh, money or working hard, then do it. But know that by working 12 hours a day doesn't mean you're successful. Somebody who works five hours can be doing the same amount of work as mm, you are. Come They're on. They're just more mindful. <laughs> yes. Sometimes we think, oh, I'm so proud of myself. I stayed at the office for 12 hours, 14 hours. Yeah, but how much did you get done? And somebody who got there at 9, took an hour lunch, left at 5, might have done more than you did. It's all about being um, proactive and setting those boundaries and being mindful of what you're doing. Yeah. But working more doesn't necessarily mean getting more done. Mm.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, Carla, if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. I love what you said. We admire success. This culture does. You know, and again, like you mm-hmm. said, it's you need to make sure you know what success means to you because hustling mm-hmm. and grinding, it's cool if that's what you're looking for. But if yeah, if you're looking mm-hmm. for work-life balance to cut it off at seven and spend time with family because. Personally, I mean, even right now I do hospital visitations um, for people mm-hmm. who are hurting who may have had surgery or who who with some serious illnesses, and I have never met someone yet to say, uh, Pastor James, I wish I would have worked more. I've, I've, right. I've never had anybody tell me. Nobody
1: that. says that.
0: Nobody. They're always saying, Hey, thank you for coming to see me. Thank you for praying with me. Thank you. You know, their family's there or their friends are there and we're holding hands and we're hugging. Like there's no Lamborghini in the hospital. You know what I mean? <laughs> there, there's no fifty fifty inch screen on the wall. Like it's them, you know, in mm-hmm. in a in a gurney or in an apron. And, uh, or in a suit, you know, or whatever the case is, but they, they, they are, it's all about family and love. They're, it's never about work. So I, I get the coolness of it, but like you said, mm-hmm. practically, it just doesn't make sense. You know, it's, it's a facade. Yeah. And, yeah, and, I still know,
1: agree with hustle. Like for me, like I, I like to think of myself as a boss lady. That's I tell right. that to my husband, I'm a boss lady. Yeah. So I, I do agree with hustle to a certain extent. Absolutely. So hustle, like, Be at work however many hours you have to be. If you have to work five hours a day or eight hours a day, when you're there, then yes, hustle. Don't be at work thinking about your family. And then when you're with your family, thinking about work. (laughs) So definitely be mindful of what you're doing. So when you're at work, yes, Mm. hustle. Go for it. When you are with clients, hustle. Give them your best. But then set those boundaries. And when it's time to go have friends um, over for dinner, then focus on them. When it's time to go to church, then Pay attention to the pastor or to the message and be fully present.
0: That's good. Uh years ago I had a friend, I was I was sharing with him all the amazing things that I've had planned for work. Uh this was years mm. ago and he was a coach in a program of mine and we became friends. So I'm saying, Man, we're doing this and and I got this plan, I got that plan and he's, you know, his with his wisdom, mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and <laughs> i kept going. Nah, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he's, you know, I finish up with me bragging about how much I'm working hard with my job, and he mm-hmm. stopped and he said, "Yeah, so, uh, what did you, uh, what do you have planned with Allison?" Mm. And I sat there, and I said, "Huh." <laughs> yeah yeah and uh he basically gave me a gut punch and said james uh, it seems like to me is you're more excited and working hard war, war, you know hustling you know for your job mm-hmm. but you're not hustling in a sense uh with your family and uh, and i was mm-hmm. like gun, ouch you know like yeah. I, I wasn't thinking let's go to the park hey let's just watch a movie like i wasn't thinking that i can be intentional with my family just as i am intentional with my work And that Mm -hmm. hurt, but in a good way because I needed it. So uh, that helped me make some boundaries.
2: (laughs) Good. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So I have um, a book coming out called Pain Formation. It's coming out in November. Uh, And basically, most people struggle with um, pain and suffering and uh, mm-hmm. Pain Formation is a book that I've wrote that will help them persevere and fulfill their purpose. So I write about um, the eye disease that I have because I'm, I'm blind in one eye. Um, I write about the, the divorce that my parents had and what it was like growing up with two women. Um, I mean, I write about I have scars from psoriasis all over my body. You know, I, just, I write all these different mm-hmm. things in here. Um, I also write about um, a miscarriage that my wife and I had. Um, and then just a few days later, I was preaching at a, uh, well, doing a message at a baby dedication, you know, and mm-hmm. I was really angry, you know, like, God, why, why did you, t-? you know, you, you took my ba- you know, my baby died and I'm sitting here, you know, I, I have a baby dedication coming up. Like these families are happy, you know, they're celebrating the life mm-hmm. of their baby and, and we just lost ours, you know, and, and now mm-hmm. I get to, t- you know, and so like, I, I just get very vulnerable, you know, cause we don't talk about yeah. a lot of pain, you know, especially on social media. Um, but with that, if you wouldn't mind, um, Carla, you know, if if you feel comfortable, if, if you wouldn't mind just sharing, you know, I mean, yours could be, you know, just whatever it means to you. But if you could share a painful moment for you um, and how you've been able to form that into purpose, I think that would be a huge help. Because most times people mm-hmm. see that all oh, you have your own business and you're on your practice and all oh, everything's just perfect, but they don't know what you've gone through. You know what I mean, right. um, And they don't know how that takes a toll on you and what you do, you know, to make sure um, that you trust God in those things. So, if you wouldn't mind just, you know, sharing a painful moment um, and how it's how you've been able to form it into purpose.
1: Sure. Yes, I feel like we we all go through pain, and a lot of the times it's all about perspective. And something that I I remind myself of, of is that I'm either uh, learning or I'm winning. So. When I'm winning, everything is going my way. Things are successful. Everything is going well. And when I'm not, I'm learning. I can be a better person. So I'm I'm going to give you an example of that. But first, let me say congratulations to you for your book. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you for, for writing a book like that, for being vulnerable and for Using yourself in your life to help others, I think that is great, so thank you for that.
0: Mm, yeah thank you
1: very <laughs> yeah, <hard>. so um, <laughs> yes, of course.
0: <laughs> I had to do a lot of self-care, you know, you're being so open and honest, yeah. you you know the thoughts, nobody cares about this, and this isn't gonna help anybody. you know all those lives were coming in, and I just had to take care of myself and create some boundaries and pray and so thank you very much. Mm-hmm. It means a lot,
1: yes, of course, so um let me tell you the example so. Life is hard, like we said at the beginning, and like I told you at the beginning, I am from Brownsville, Texas, which is a really small city in Texas, and I grew up with a really strict mom, single mom, very strict, I couldn't do a lot of things, fun things at the time, As, as a teenager, things are fun, so I wanted to go away for college, as far away as I could, so I ended up going to North Carolina, and the first year was just getting to know myself and engaging in activities that um, I thought were fun, like partying and going out. And in a sense, I needed that to learn, Mm. but it was also hard because I wasn't really addressing any issues. I was just more um, putting Band-Aids on things. Mm. And that, of course, affected my um, academics. So I wasn't interested in in school. And the classes that I was taking were not interesting to me. I was first an international business major. And I just realized that that was too um, money-oriented, too cold. And I basically had an existential crisis. I didn't know what to do with my life. I got tired of partying. I didn't like the classes. I was in North Carolina, far away from my family, and didn't know what I was going to do with my life. Hmm. So I decided to take a semester off and take that time to find myself. So I did things that I was interested in, like singing. uh, I did some modeling. I worked some retail to make some money. And I think that whenever we have those um, down moments in our life, it's important to... Find a support system or go to therapy or find a church. So it's important that we are seeking help and being, um, being proactive about improving our life. So I took the semester off. I did a lot of um, things. I volunteered and I realized that helping people is what I wanted to do. So even though I could have looked at my life and said, um, oh, I'm just struggling too much here. Let me go back and just forget about college. It's too hard. I don't know what to do. I used that time to find myself and to realize that I wanted to help people. And that's when I did some research and realized that I wanted to be a therapist and that I wanted to help people. And because I had to support myself, I had to find a job to support myself as I was going to school. And I knew that I couldn't go to undergrad and then go straight to grad school. So I decided to change majors and study education. So I had the plan of being a teacher and still being able to help people work with parents and work with students and then going to evening classes so that I could get a master's degree and then be able to be a therapist. So that's what I did. It took a lot of uh, time and sweat and effort. But... Um, Everything that I've lived in my life has helped me be be the person I am today.
0: Mm. Wow, that's so powerful. I can't thank you enough because, you know, I know it's – that's one of the things is, you know, when we – again, it's like you said, there's our – the culture, you know, we ad- admire success. And so it almost is like this thing of when you start saying things that you've struggled with, you know, it's like bad. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. Um But what just like what you were saying, you know, you were just at a place of like, what am I doing? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's so hard, you know, and I I can't imagine, you know, that that type of feeling. Um, but at the same time you said through that, you know, through the gunk, through the mud, through the discomfort, you're able to recognize Mm -hmm. later that you enjoy helping people. And and yes. to where you are now that you are helping people to get their lives, who are literally saying the same thing, like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, yes. how amazing <laughs> is that? Like, you are now helping people that are having the same question as you did um, years mm-hmm. ago. Like, that that's amazing, Carla. Yes. Yes, I
1: really enjoy what I do.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, again, I, I just wanted to make sure to say thank you again. Um, what you do is completely valuable, and it's right. It's good. Please keep helping. Um, I mean, all, this is all about self-care and boundaries. So please, if you have listened to this and you have gotten uh, nothing, you need to go back and write down everything. Like this is life-changing um, and life-giving. Yes. This is empowering. Um, so with that, Carla, um, any final comments um, just for uh, the listeners? Any last thing that you wanted to say?
1: Uh, yes. I want to share um, a message that came to me in one of my meditations mm. not too long ago it is uh, action leads to clarity. Sometimes we make, so how this applies to what we're talking about today, self-care and boundaries, is that we make plans. Okay, I'm going to make the plan and write it on my planner and put it on my calendar. And we just think about it a lot, but don't really get to the doing part. So know that you have to start doing to get better. So if you start doing a little bit of, Let's say getting a massage or exercising. Maybe you're going to realize, hey, you know what? This is not working for me. Maybe I need to pray instead and get acupuncture instead. But definitely action leads to clarity.
0: Mm, That's so good. There you have it. Action leads to clarity. (laughs) So you get moving <laughs> yeah, in a self-caring sure. way. Like, yeah, don't start grinding on crazy. Yeah, but yeah, get, get moving. <laughs> That's hilarious. Right. So so with that last thing, uh, Carla, is um, can you just share briefly on how people can connect with you uh, with these resources that you have? You know, maybe some books that you could recommend or, you know, a website or just anything. How can people connect with you so they can continue to get be fed um, by this amazing um just really amazing work that you're doing, you know, and these resources that you have that are life giving. So how can we stay connected? Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah, so the best way is through my website. It is calderascounseling.com. So calderas c A L D E R A S Counseling dot com. I have um, everything that I do goes back to my website. So from there you can check out my social media, my YouTube channel. And on my website, I have a mental health resources page, and there you can find a lot of books on different topics, self-care, anxiety, relationships, Mm. so definitely uh, my website.
0: That's awesome. Well, everybody, we want you to do amazing things. We want you to live um, the life as God has, has called you to, but you have to take care of yourself. And if you don't take care of yourself, then nobody else will because they're trying to take care of themselves too. All right, so please check out the website, get the resources, connect with Carla. And uh, Carla, I can't thank you enough for spending the time to do this. And uh, I look forward, uh, like I said, to just continuing to see the posts, continuing to see the things that you're doing, um, and continuing to hear the stories of the people um, whose lives you are impacting. So thank you again, Carla, for being on here.
1: Thank you, James. I really appreciate it.
0: All right, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks.